performers happiness in the arts podcast that's meant to gas up musical theater performers as they pursue a long career on the stage we bring flatulent happiness to ourselves and to each other through integrity authenticity love and of course humor all guests on this podcast are out to help musical theater performers and while we do it ah we may laugh at the simple things like the word penis penis so much better. Hello, much better. It's oh, 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 much better. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. All right. Let's talk What's about. What's going on? Oh my God, dude, not much. All right. So, Adam, talk about your comedy, lighting. your comedian life, so people understand your history and why you are honestly so brilliant to have come on here to give tips and oh. everything. My comedy life. Well, uh, I went to school with music uh, for musical theater at Point Park University. And I kind of got what I needed there. So I left school my senior year and went to study comedy at the Second City in Chicago. And there I, uh, you know, uh, learned a lot of comedy skills. Uh, I did some stand-up and fell in love with stand-up comedy. And I decided, hey, I'm moving to New York City. And uh, I did stand-up comedy for like straight for like five years. And now I'm kind of interweaving, 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 whatever that word might be, stand-up comedy into theater. And now I'm in a show down in Fort Lauderdale called Making Porn, which is a comedy. And uh, yeah, that's just a brief overview or overlay of my comedy. I didn't realize it's called Making Porn. That's funny. <laughs> Sorry, am I allowed to say that? Are there children oh, watching? Oh, you're fucking fine, dude. Uh, all right. So Fuck. I... Yes. Yes. I do not want do everyone gets to be themselves however you want to be on here okay. as long as we're just nice to each other. Okay, so okay. that being said, um I would love for you to give I don't even want to give a number because I'm sure there's just things you just know. Um ways you can be comedic at even entering a room so it's not taking away from the whole process. Like so let's just start with what's up, Edlin? Um, what, let's start with the process of when you first enter the room, things that people can do where they're not, you know what I mean? You've been behind the table before, I think too. Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ways, I mean, I know it's so cliche to say, but just like be yourself. I know everybody gives that advice, but it is true. Um, ways, uh, I don't know, I kind of view them that they're like my friends or they're my audience. Like if I'm going to go up and do a stand-up routine, those people behind the table or the desk or wherever they might be, you know, they're my audience or they're my friends. And, you know, be like, yo, what's going on? What's popping? Or, you know, something just to get it. Because they see a lot of, they hear a lot of hellos, a lot of highs and everything. So, uh, yeah, maybe switch it up. I want to say come in, do like a comedic fall on the floor. but um, <laughs> Right, right, right. Right, right. But yeah, but just, just even... like, hello, just, yeah, just maybe they're your pals, your friends, you know, because auditioning is such an intimate uh, uh, thing in general. So, you know, pretend that they're your friends across the way. Yeah. Maybe that might help. I don't know. No, that's no, that is helpful, though. Just even my because I mean, it's all about being creative and being connected with your own type of comedy, who you are. Right. So but I mean, just even playing with how you are saying your hello. Like, not just like, hello, yes. and being quiet, just like your overall presentation of, of hello. Like, hey, what's right. up? How's it going? Like, you can you can make a choice just within that and how you present yourself that can even put them exactly. in more of an uplifting mood for something that might bring them laughter or joy of some kind. Right, because, you know, they get like thousands of hellos and how are you doings, you know, in a day. So something to switch it up where it's not just the average hello or the average hello, how you're doing. 
Um, and sometimes, you know, you make a bold choice and that might not work either, but that's okay. But I think going in, even making that bold choice with a simple, a different hello, or like, yo, what's going on? Or, oh, you can compliment someone's, you know, shirt or their hair in a positive way, but, you know, make them laugh. Or like, you guys look like you've been here forever type of comment, you know? Something like that, crack a joke. I'm sure they'd love that. They're like, thanks. That's the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Um, damn, you never that? know. Sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't. It's true. That's, that's comedy. That is comedy. That is comedy. That's true. You never know what's going to flop. So that's helpful. Now, what about how can you identify when you're choosing a song or a script and say you don't have a director with you or someone, how can you identify that it's a comedic piece, especially with up, Xavier, especially when it is something that might even be dark comedy and you don't see it as funny? Like, how can you, how do you play with that? Like, what are things that you do to bring yourself in there to really see it? You know, just, you know, not everything you do has to be like, you know, by the book, like you can take a song like, I remember years ago, you know, Les Poissons in uh, Little Mermaid, right? Right, for yeah. example, uh, it's Les Poissons, Les Poissons, hee hee hee, ah, ah, ah. But I did a version where it was like, it was uh, more dramatic, which they were for a way it could be more funny that way, right? Um, so you don't have to like be married to the exact way that the material was written for the most part. I think you can switch it up, make it, you know, your own. Um, you can take a song, any really song, like, what's like a simple song? You can even do like something crazy like Old MacDonald Had a Farm. But if you make it your own way, make it your own thing, it's not really a funny song. But if you do you and you find ways you can make it funny, like stuff like that can work and make you stand out. Yeah. If you do it the right way. Yeah, you know, what's up, Nora? Um, what, you know, you're making me remember something, uh, friend Dan, uh, Disney Cruise Line, he did. He took... This song, you say potato and I say patata. I say potato and yeah, right. So right. he was. A song we all know and love. Yes, yes. So he, which I'm clearly not remembering any of the lyrics to. But um, he, he took those lyrics and he was auditioning for uh, Disney Japan or Tokyo, Tokyo uh -huh. Disney, Tokyo Disney. And he, and he did, you say potato and I say yakiro. And he took, he got all the Japanese words versus English and he ended up getting the right. gig. He got it. He booked it. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, as we talk about this, uh, I'm down here in Florida doing a show, and this I'm in an area called Wilton Manor. A lot of it's a big, you know, LGBTQ area. There's a lot of drag queens, and um, there's this one drag queen, Dame Edna, not the Dame Edna, but uh, someone who impersonates Dame Edna, uh, and she talked about how she auditioned for Finding Nemo musical mm. down here in Disney World, and she did a monologue where she played Dame Edna interviewing the guy who actually plays Dame Edna and it got her the role. So, you know, stepping out of the box, being creative. Um, I think P plus people behind the table, they want to see that stuff because they see thousands of on my owns. They see thousands of, you know, out there's, you know, they see all that stuff and you got to stick out in some positive way. Yeah. I don't know if that's helpful at all. That's great. That's very good. I mean, so people, as you're listening, really start playing with ideas or things that I, I would say even, what would what do you think of like things from your childhood that you think is funny? What's up, Christy? Christy's going to be on here yeah. for an interview. Johnny Terreri, you might know him. Uh, Yo, Johnny. <laughs> All right, so we got like the intro. You give the music. You do your song. So we talked about picking that right. song and everything. Now, how about the end? 
when you are saying your goodbye because they, they do the Dan. So when they do the goodbye, you just kind of do the like, uh, you know, like I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, they're thank you. Thank you. Is there anything to do there? I mean, I'm not saying go up and shake hands. Oh, my God, guys, please don't shake hands. But like, but uh, what what uh, is there anything to do there? Any opportunity? Or not I mean, really. there's always, I mean, it's, you know, honestly, when you go into the audition room, it's really your time in the room. Yeah. Uh, and there's a theory uh, that I learned at Second City called the fuck it theory. Um, and it doesn't always work because, you know, as actors, we get into our heads, especially when we're auditioning. Oh, yeah. Uh, but just, you know, be yourself. Uh, like, I remember I, I screwed up some sort of song, some callback or whatever. And I'm like, that was the worst thing I've ever done. And he made a comment like that, which I don't think it, it was in a light-hearted way. It wasn't like, you know, yeah. I was devastated. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. You got to read the room and go from there. How um, can you... Sometimes the room is dead. Yeah. That's, that was going to say, how can you read the room? Or is part of reading the room when they have the straight faces, that's part of it? Because they're not necessarily going to be the most interactive audience. That's... No. That's so... So how do you, how would you play, like with that in mind, like what kind of suggestions do you have with that? Because you're, the likelihood of you getting feedback is not very high. It's not very high. No. Yeah. Uh, how, how are ways to read the room or what are ways to read the room? Yeah, in an audition in order to like tell a comedic thing, you know, let's take the risk. Or is it, does it go back to that fuck it thing? I think it definitely goes back to the fucking thing. Because if you're in there like, oh my God, what are they going to think? What are they going to do? What are they going to write? What are they saying? What are they mm -hmm. doing? It's just, what's the point of that? Because if you're going to go on all these auditions, you're just going to be exhausted from thinking all that. So you just you got to go in and do you and be you as much as we hear that a thousand times as actors. Uh, but it, it, it's true. Uh, if you go in and you make a joke or a funny comment or a silly comment and it falls flat, you begin to read the room, right? Yeah. Um, so maybe then at the end of that, if they're not into it, maybe not say anything be just the simple thank you um or say something you know like you have nothing really to lose yeah i feel that way yeah uh stracos um, my friend stracos asking a question in your experience how important is planning or rehearsal versus improv in an audition setting and have you had more ooh. more luck with just going with the flow uh i have a lot me personally i have a lot more luck just going with the flow yeah you got to go and you got to you know memorize your monologue yeah you got to go and you got to know your song but uh sometimes i feel like if you prep too much you're over prepared um and sometimes you know you like to go in as an artist i like to see it raw if that's the right word there um but yeah i usually just go with improving that's more my thing unless uh uh it's like sides that need to be memorized and stuff like that then you go in prepared you try some things at home and then you go in with what you have prepared. Because you can go in prepared and then they switch it up on you. You're like, oh shit, now, what do I, now you gotta improv because they want something different from you. So um, I don't know, I guess it's best to be both equally, do improv as well as be prepared and have that, you know, be prepared for anything that, that comes at you, if that makes any sense. From what you have found in the past with you bringing in stuff that's comedic, about how many times have you done it before you go, okay, I think I got a hang of this no matter what room I've come in because I, I know what's going to land and I know how to flip it in case it doesn't. Just for people who sometimes use the auditions as, you know, I mean, of course they'd be happy if they booked it, but they're like, eh, at least it's practice. So what, um, I think, you know what, honestly, like doing years of stand-up comedy has helped me read a room. 
uh, and help me be prepared for really anything that kind of is thrown at me for the most part. And sometimes things that are thrown at me, I am taken aback by. Uh, but usually I can handle, you know, what's going on behind the people, you know, what, behind the people, behind the desk or whatever. I, I mean, I'm making this up in my head, but it sounds almost it. like because you've done it with the room in the rooms as a comedian, you've dealt with in your face all different types of responses, like out loud. But when, oh my gosh, but when yes. you have the people behind the table, they're not out loud. So in a sense, you can kind no. of make up what might be going on in their heads and play off that. And sometimes you have to, because you you know we've all done auditions. We're like, what were they thinking? Or I got no response negative or positive from them at all yeah, yeah. Um, you know a lot of times for my monologue when i go into these auditions i do something for my stand-up act uh which i know is frowned upon in like theater school but you know it's my monologue no one else is going to do it sometimes i get people laughing behind the table sometimes they take it like way too seriously um so it, <laughs> yeah. it just it just depends i don't know it all depends but yeah I like that you bring your 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 monologue. I mean, it's written. It's it's a very well prepared it's written. piece. They don't they don't know. I'm like it's from a piece called Gentrified. That's what I and like I don't know. They're gonna go research it out of all the people. So no. Gentrified. <laughs> yeah, that's some new piece called Gentrified. <laughs> Is that really what you call it? Do, do have you ever played with different names of it when you come in? No, that's a good idea. I should. <laughs> but no, it talks about me living in Harlem. How I'm called Mama Guevo which is cock, Dominican slang for cocksucker. Yes. Um, but yeah, usually it gets a laugh, but sometimes they're like, thank you. Like, you know, it's just, what? Yeah, And those yeah. people are just, I don't know. Screw those people. You don't want to do their job anyway. And then from a comedic standpoint, from you being behind the table, what are things that you have liked personally um, uh, that you've seen that have made you laugh or chuckle or whatever? Um, I like actors that make big, strong, bold choices. I know that's so cliche to say. But, Why um, is it cliche? If it's true, it's true. Because this is very, you know, typical theater talk, but you can stand there and you can do your monologue, but somebody that's, I don't know, that's makes some nice, big, strong choices that I don't get to see from everybody else. You know, I, in a way, when I'm sitting behind the table, I also too want to be, I'm looking for the roles as well as being entertained. Yeah. And perhaps maybe they're not right for that role at that time, but I can use them for a different role down, down the line somewhere, you know? What's up, Jonathan? Ah. Hey, Jonathan. So for people who are doing big, cho what does a big choice mean? Like, what does that mean? How do you know? It could like, be what? a mood. It could be in physicality. It can be uh, vocally. Uh, it could be the piece that they choose. Um, I mean, yeah, those are, you know, not necessarily like in the outfit that I'm wearing or right now I'm just going to do a split. Like, it's got to make sense, the big bull choice. It can't be like, yeah, I'm gonna do this Hamlet monologue and do a split unless, you know, it works and you can get away with that. Like, there, of course there are rules, but I kind of like when the rules are broken, but they're done in the right way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember one time yeah. coming into a room, this is a fail. Like it gives me, you know, you think of your audition fails and it gives you chills. All right, so I'm sharing this, but it like makes me like give, I get the heebie-jeebies when I remember it. So I remember walking into a room and I had worked with this, these people before on a tour, tour, however you pronounce it. And I went into the room and went, I, I, for some reason, I thought this was brilliant in the moment and I wasn't planning it. And I gave my sheet music, I gave the tempo, and then I went and I hit behind a pole, like thinking I'm all funny. And they're like, uh, right. Jenna, you're gonna sing now? And I was like, 
okay, that failed, you know, and they're like, came out and I was like, all right, let's go. Oh my God, strong, bold, bold choice. Massive, what's up, Mark? Oh, it just didn't work. Um, yeah, it did not. It was a fail, 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 but fail, for, fail. But for other people behind the table, it could work. Like for me, I'd be like, okay, what is she gonna do? Let's see what she pulls out, what she I didn't have anything does, planned. But... I was literally doing like hide and go seek like I was a child. <laughs> that's okay. You know, those choices, that's the, I guess that's the risk you take being actors. You go, you make your choices. Sometimes it's the choices they don't like behind the table. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think anything beyond that. I just went with Whatever. it. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I but, like that. But you can, but you can learn from them. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, totally. But for plays, are there certain playwrights that you recommend that have spoken to you that you're like, oh yeah, they got some gold stuff. If you're gonna be looking and researching, well, I love. Well, I love uh, Christopher Durang, uh, Woody Allen. Um, you know, Steve Martin. Woody Allen's not really a playwright, but you can find. You know, I think he's got plays out there, right? Woody Allen, Steve Martin. Uh, you know, David Sedaris, he's not really a playwright, but he's got a lot of books out there. You can take monologues from that. Um, I mean... That's great. I, mean, I can go on and on. Oh, yeah. give a couple more. Give a couple more. Give. <laughs> Who else? I mean, you can even do, you know, stories. If you if you make it work, like stories from people's stand-up acts and stuff like that. I mean, as long as you can make it you and make it work, then you are good to go. But you just got to, you know, make it work for yourself. Yeah. Like I said, there's... There are the rules, of course, when auditioning, but then those rules are also meant to be broken, especially yeah. in common, you, comedy. Uh, I think that's the best when the rules are broken. Oh, Dan said Elaine May. Elaine, Elaine May. May. Is she a playwright, Dan? What else do I like? Oh, Eugene O'Neill. Oh, Eugene O'Neill. What about, you were talking about songs. Oh, do, yeah. Are there certain songs that you think versus like rap versus country, like which songs tend to lean towards more comedic stuff that you could grab and usually have some meaty stuff in it. That's like really good. any, but you mentioned country. There's a lot of funny country songs out there. I mean, I can't, you know, I, I ever think of like Earl's got a dime. I'm not saying that's the funniest one, <laughs> but you can turn that into a song that works for you and make it funny and make yourself stand out that way. Um, you really like, we talked about the late plus song, like it's, you know, a funny song, but you change it more into a ballad that could just be equally as funny. Um, yeah, when you're turning I mean, something really that's anything. uplifting into something serious or something serious into right. something uplifting. If you did like yeah, mount, that kind of that mountains work. out of mohills doing the opposite of what is expected. Well, that's yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Right, because you go in, I'm sure a lot of people have sang Le Poisson before, but you go in with a different, you know, uh, a view of it, a different version of it. I think that helps stand out, hopefully, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you, Dan. He said that Elaine May, she's both a playwright and an actress. Awesome. I was like, yes, Elaine May. Nichols and May. Nichols and May. That sounds like a... Yeah, old school. Old school. Old school. And Mike, you know Mike Nichols? Mike. Oh, my God. Stracco just said, how about the anthem from Ch Chess as Hillary Clinton? I mean, yeah. If yeah. I was sitting behind the desk and you pulled it off the correct way, I mean, that's me personally what I, I would like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because you hear, I mean, you see so many people, what, you eight hours are there behind a desk. I mean, it depends what this is if you're doing an open call. I mean, you see hundreds of people singing, 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 singing. That's so, true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Rainbow Connection. I mean, I don't know. Like, you can change really any song into make it, you know, make it your own, make it funny. What, what about when people are filling out their audition form and they have to fill it in stuff? What about, because you've been behind the table as well, 
like writing in comedic things there, you know, like, or if they drew a picture of somebody farting on Trump, um, you know, like, I mean, of course, it's taking a risk and assuming that the person's going to like that. But um, true that, true uh, that. But do you see those things that they write? Have you ever seen things that were funny that made you go, huh? Yeah, even I write funny things like today we have to fill like how many Instagram followers do, followers do you have? How many Twitter followers do you have? Right? And like I don't have any really people ask this Instagram now? followers. Wait, hold on. Oh yeah, hold on. People yeah. ask this on auditions now. What? Oh, yes. The hell? How many followers do you have? I would say three. And so, <laughs> yeah. I feel like. I mean, yeah, listen, if I like the person, I think they're funny, they could go do a good audition or whatever, and then I look at their thing, and, like, they have something funny on their paper that's just, like, you know, icing on the cape, the cherry on top, you know? I was like, oh, okay, I kind of like this person, I like their energy, I like how they, you know, jive, and they seem pretty cool. I want to work with that person. Yeah, yeah, right. But that's, but that's me, that's me. Other right. people might think, oh, this is so stupid, Donald Trump farting on whatever, you know? Right, and, but it, then... It, it just... Yeah. It's a gamble. It's a gamble. Uh, Dan was saying... Yeah. Dan saying, I hear Faith Prince saying something wonderful from King and I for Adelaide. Oh, yeah. 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 Faith Prince, super funny. I love Faith Prince. I love her Adelaide. I impersonate that all the time well, in my shower by myself. Of course you do. Yes. yes. But not by yourself, but you need an audience. I feel like that is something for us all to see. What do you have kind of any go to's that you use in case something dies? Things that you say. So say you do a joke and you. And you're like, and it clearly just fell so flat. Do you have anything, any tricks up your sleeve that you use to kind of help lift the room a little bit? Not necessarily get them to laugh, but to kind of help you recover to move on to the next thing. Does that make sense? Maybe you, maybe you mention in a way how awkward the energy in the room is. Like, oh, well, this is awkward. Or, you know, but not being like offensive in a way, but like kind of like putting it on you. Uh, I think that could be very helpful. Mm. I remember I just recently auditioned for this hosting job and it was so strange like there were these like five judges uh in the audience and the monitor beforehand said like okay this is your audience you want to play to them and in the script the script was like hey new york city how's it going tonight so i did it. i was like hey new york city how's it going tonight and nobody said anything i'm like what so then i got off the script i was like no 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 we are doing this again it's like new york city i need you to make some noise and like two people started to clap or whatever but um, I don't know, that's just me being myself and my gut instinct at that time tell me what to do. That might have hurt me. I don't think it helped me because I don't think I got the job. So maybe it did hurt me. <laughs> um, but um, I don't know. I just, I mean, just going on auditions a lot is always helpful uh, and being prepared because you go on these auditions and they're like, all right, that's a great song. Can, now, can you now act like a penguin? You're like, what? Like, where did this come from? Right? You have those crazy auditions. Yes. So just being prepared to be crazy i don't know that makes sense what would be um your thoughts on people making fun of themselves to get a laugh go for it it's it's a it's a go good for it yeah because well, yeah, i've I heard mean, the opposite so i would just love to hear why would there people well, be saying the opposite like i would love to hear this yeah like I don't know, like, I just make fun of yourself, lighten the room. Maybe when you walk in, like, I don't know, the first thing that pops into my head is, like, I have a sunburn if I'm wearing a red shirt. I can make sorry my face matches my shirt type of joke. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I'm not saying that's the most funny line out there, but it can give you some humor, and you're making fun of yourself. And it might get them maybe interested in, like, okay, this person seems kind of fun or cool. Yeah. So I'm going to be interested in listening to them. 
Um, I don't know. You make a choice about, like, you joke about the weather or what? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You can, it, it really depends on what you are auditioning for. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Like, you know, show business is such a gamble. Auditioning is such a gamble. Um, so why not go in and just, like, do the things that you want to do? And if you think it's funny and you know it's funny, then you should be committed and do it. And then whatever they're thinking behind the table, you cannot control because you have no idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've all yeah. done those auditions where you've auditioned, you bombed, then they like you and they want you. Or they love me at that audition. They're laughing and you never hear from them again. Those days when you are not in the mood to be funny, but you need to be funny, what are things that you do for yourself to like get yourself in the right place, even though you may not be feeling it, but to just be like, all right, I'm going to still go for these things. Like, how do you, what, what are some things you do? Just again, you go back to the fuck it theory. Like, you know what, fuck it. I am not feeling funny today, but I'm going to go in and do my best and see what happens. Yeah. And is that basically kind of your mantra? You kind of say that? That's the thing that you say in your head. Like, fuck it, fuck it, fuck right. it. Let's do right. it. Hey, guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I've done, we've all done so many auditions where you haven't gotten the job. So it's like, well, you know, like, it's whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, what's up? And Bob you do Parker? want to do well. It's not like you want to go in and be like, you know, give the people the middle finger or something like that, you know, you know. But you want to do your best that you can, whatever, how you're feeling that day, and just go for it. Yeah. And it may work, it may not work. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's always going to be a gamble. I feel like that's the biggest. It always is. The biggest takeaway from this. I mean, a sort you're saying go with the flow, but um, being having that willingness to gamble and take that leap with comedic things. And over time, you'll really start nailing and knowing your own specific oh, yeah. timing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, I mean, I know get if you want to do work on comedy and being funny, take, you know, some improv classes. I know it's expensive or start your own improv group uh, if you don't have the money or do some stand up comedy. I mean, really, stand up comedy has helped me and a, a lot of being confident in myself, going into the audition room, reading a room, uh, that really has helped me greatly, I feel, and whether I'm auditioning or performing or even just socially out and about. Um, no, I'm not a famous stand-up comedian by any means, but I've been doing it for a while, uh, and I've gotten the skills to go up and do it, um, and I think that helps in the audition room, too. Yeah, absolutely. For you, what do you think of going to, because I know once a week at oh what the name of the improv place is it's like free improv the pit yes people's improv theater yes yes what about that yeah, as totally. being a way to i mean you're watching you're not participating but maybe that could be a way to give ideas or something i don't know i'm kind of bouncing off that yeah. for somebody with a budget yeah it could yeah it could be a way to go and get ideas and really like the pit does have some free, you know, free jams, social jams. Um, you can always start your own improv troupe or musical improv troupe with you and your friends. Um, that usually is always, you know, free to try uh, and do. Or you can run your own show or create your own one-person show. Yeah. Uh, and add jokes in there and see how it flies, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, there's a website called badslava.com. S-L-A-V-A? If you want to do, like, open mics. Uh, B-A-D-S-L-A-V-A.com. Okay, okay. And it has a list of all the major cities of what cities have open mics. And some there are music and comedy. Some are just strictly comedy. Some are free. Some are $5. Uh, 
Um, those are ways if you want to go and, you know, start doing some, if you want to rehearse for your one person show or you want to do some stand up, um, those are ways to, you know, get your feet in the water and start, you know, putting yourself in front of an audience. That's a great it's idea. Not, it's, it's not a, great a glamorous way to bring, lifestyle. But it's a great way to bring your, get, get in front of people essentially right. auditioning before you go audition. So even a song. Yeah. Um, could be a way yeah. to just Even try. Even a song. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you got one to do the slow down, a ballad of Le Poisson. You can go to an open mic that has music as well as whatever. You bring your, you know, uh, your your iPhone or a Bluetooth speaker. You know, I mean, there's there's ways to do it. I wanted to do, give you it. some random questions, just like real fast okay. questions, all right? You can't really think about it. Okay. You're just going to answer questions just randomly so people can get to know you more. And it's just kind of fun and stupid. When was the last, what, when did you last take a shower? Like an hour ago. Awesome. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Pot or alcohol? Ooh, pot. Favorite video game? Ooh, Mario Kart for Nintendo 64. Nice. Princess Bride or the TV show Glow? Okay, don't I haven't seen any of those. But oh, I'm gonna you go with the Princess Bride. You haven't seen any. I know, and that's a comedy. That's a comedy. Okay, fine, fine. Let's let's uh, switch it. So, Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? Ugh, both. I'm not fans of, but I would say Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry. Because he's cute. Oh, well, he did in the end when he aged, and we're like, oh, okay, what's up, yeah. Chris? Yeah, not like not like nine year old Harry Potter. No. <laughs> Um, oh, awesome. I would love for you to now just give last statements, just like your, your mic drop. Just give us your mic drop. Mic drop? Yeah. For just going in and auditioning for comedy stuff? For bringing, bringing comedy in. How did, how, just like your last big, big thoughts on this. Just make it your mic drop go, moment. Go with your gut. If you know it's funny, then it is funny. They may not find it funny behind the table, but I bet you somebody else will. So just... I don't use the term balls, but I say balls to the wall, go in, be brave, be strong, fuck it. You really have nothing to lose. You really don't have anything to gain is if you get the job or a callback. Those are all, if you have, you know, if you lose the audition, then you just go to the next one. And it's the same thing over and over and over again until you get it. I love it. Awesome. My job. Yes, I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. Jenna, thank you so much. Yes, thank you.